Hi, my name is Rutendo Nyamweda and welcome back to another extraordinary episode of In My Twenties. In my twenties. So we live in this digital age and so it would only make sense that we made use of digital technology to better our lives. And that's exactly what our guest did when she made use of a dating app to hire someone. So I know it's maybe like a tiny portion of this episode of the In My Twenties podcast, but it was like legitimately the highlight for me. And also the part where we sang a little bit of The Lion King. So welcoming herself onto the In My Twenties podcast and into the In My Twenties family here she is. So my name is Theo Gavurgis. Please don't call me by my full name. I prefer Theo. It's so much better. It rolls off the tongue a lot easier. Also, I find myself to be a little Miss Sunshine. I'm also known as Thor when I've had too many glasses of wine. Um, I really enjoy being around animals and some really good people. And uh, I really enjoy wine and Aperol spirits. That pretty much sums me up. Oh yeah, and then tech as well. Now on every episode of the In My Twenties podcast, my guests always come through with these dial it up, all the way up, mind moment or gem moment. And this is just one of them. And I realized that I've spent my entire life Mm. trying to be good enough. Mm. And eventually I asked myself, I was like, what is good enough? And good enough for who or Mm. what? Mm. And why is that who or what not me? The In My Twenties podcast is split up into three sections. In the first section, we get to hear a little bit more about Theo's career journey. In the second section, we dive into today's topic, which is all about hiring and recruiting and processes and practices. And then rounding up all three sections is a conversation about Theo's twenties journey. So without further delay, let's get straight into it. I know from our discussions that your background is actually in ballet dancing and not in technology which is very fascinating and I don't even know how those two worlds have collided so give (laughs) us a little bit of insight into your career history and how you even ended up where you are today I went to an all-girls high school Bishop's sister schools and sips and Mm -hmm. that was really tough for me I'm not a girly girl at all so I did not fit in okay and the only way I did fit in was because I did ballet so (laughs) <laughs> you know, to try and fit in because I always like felt like I never fitted in and I always wanted to. I always mm. fit in with the boys mm. but never with the girls and that made them hate me and it's hard for a lot of girls to hate you when you only go to a girls school yeah, all day. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to do this ballet thing. Yes. And I was studying fine music through um, Associated Board of the Royal Schools of Music. Oh, wow. Through my high school. What music instruments? Um, cello and I sang opera. Oh, goodness. Yeah, okay. I know. Tell me about it. It's fucking mm. weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I played the flute. I did my grade seven. Oh, really? Two exams, yeah. Okay. Uh, classically trained. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> so, yeah. So, mm. I did my theory and I did my practical in cello and mm. opera. Mm. And then I was like, cool. Let's yeah. do this. Let's do this thing. Went to Italy, studied in Bologna for a little bit. Oh my god! I was staying there for a little bit, and I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, How was what that now? experience? How was that experience? Because that's like that takes you away from home. You're in a different country, different cultures. Oh, I loved it. Mm. I loved it because, as I said, like my thing is, if I don't learn something from you, mm. I'm not interested. Like okay. I can't. Okay. I need to learn all the time. Yeah. Teach me stuff. Like yeah. teach me a new language. Teach me. How to read a map because mm. girls, you need to learn how to read a map. Okay. <laughs> Google Maps is not always gonna be there for you. Um 
And then also, Italian men are weird. So if you get lost, they will try and take you to their home. Oh, I love that. I don't know where your home is, but I know where <laughs> mine, mine is. is. Yeah, I heard that one a few times. Um, it was really cool. Like, I lived in Bologna. It was beautiful. It's actually where the first university was built. Mm. And it was a music university. So okay. it specializes in music. Okay. Um, I sang under, like, some of the best opera singers in the world. Oh, wow. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to come back to South Africa. And I'm going to try and learn other dance styles. Because now my ankles are fucked. Oh, so sick. I was like, cool. Let's do tap dancing. Mm. And let's do jazz. And let's do modern. Mm. How, old were, really you you, how old were you when you came back? Uh, 1920, okay. I think, like that age, okay. 1920. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to learn other stuff now. Mm. And I'm not going to do opera anymore because, so they told me I had to put on weight to be a soprano so that my voice carries more because there's more fat for the mm. uh, the sound to generate through, you know, all these fucking vibes, tales. But that. anyways, and it makes your rib cage bigger so that there's more vibration, so there's more sound. <laughs> And I was like, look here, I've been a ballerina my whole life. I weighed like 40 kilograms my whole life. Yeah. There's no fucking ways I'm putting bread to my mouth. Uh-huh. So I was like, no, not doing opera anymore. Oh, I was wow. like, where can I be skinny and sing? And oh, I was like, oh, I like jazz. Mm-hmm. I'll do some musical theater. Yes. Mm. Started focusing on like musical theater mm-hmm. and tap dancing and jazz and mm. modern which, by the way, I'm very bad at modern dancing. I'm shocking. <laughs> this is like, step or change, step or change. Step or changes. I can't. <laughs> I'm done. I look like a plank mm. because I just did too much ballet. Like, okay. there's too much rigidity. I look like a robot. But that's amazing, though. I went through my own dance phase. So I tried, I mean, okay, so I did do adult ballet mm. in either, like, grade 11 or my trick. Okay. To my mom, I mean, my mom knows my little sister. Those are the only people who actually saw me do it. Everyone else is like. I'd like to see you do it. <laughs> we should get a bottle of wine. I'll bring the ballet shoes. Let's get like, Let's what I learned. Um, but then, yeah, so I decided, cool, I'm going to go. And I studied at the Waterfront Theatre Company. Yeah. And studied a little bit of drama, was mm. in a few plays. And I was just like, this life isn't for me. I just feel like everybody's all over the place and they're all trying to be like superstars and mm. rock stars. And I don't want to be a superstar or a rock star. Okay, so you found like everyone was on the same mission as you. Everyone yeah, wanted everybody to be a dancer. Was trying everyone to do the wanted same to be a thing. And I was just like, why the fuck? Yeah. And I'm, I'm the black sheep in my family. Mm. Why would I be the sheep here in this mm. place? No. No mm. thanks. I hear you. I, I hear just you. know. You want to stand out. You're I like, want to stand what out. can I, I do that different. no one else is doing? 100%. I did not even know what I was signing up for. So mm. so I went to this theater school and I was like, cool, that's what I'm going to do. Mm. And then I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. And then, like... My sister applied me without me knowing, and my friend to Disney. Mm. And then I went to an interview where I didn't know it was an interview. And then there was a crying baby next door, so I stopped the interview to go and see what the crying baby was about. And they hired me on the spot because I cared about the baby more I than I cared about the I think it was because you were so dramatic. You were like, "Stop the dramatics! I need to go check up on the baby." <laughs> Look, yeah, the baby was actually like wailing. Okay, it was wailing, okay. and it was alone in the room next door. No. But actually, it was set up. It was a fucking fake baby. Oh. It was a little robot that they had going. Oh, because they wanted to see, they what, wanted you were to gonna... see what I was going to do. Oh, because it do. was for Disney. Exactly. So How if you wait to get the people? fake baby and you're like, stop, and you shook it, then they'll no. be like, no, yeah. you're not going to Disney. Well, the fact that I stopped the interview and yeah. I said, I'm so sorry, can you give me five minutes? I just got to go and wow. see what this babe, what is going on. Do you know what would even top off your interview even more? If you picked up the baby and, and it started left. singing. No. <laughs> Singing to the baby. Can you imagine? Oh I could be. God. It would be a total like little 
Alexander you could, moment. Or you could hold it up like in the Lion King. This is why we're friends. Because you why. get it. I know. Get it. I get it. We get it. We get it. We get we're it. on it. Exactly. <laughs> Every time there's a baby or a baby, you pick up the baby. And a puppy. And a puppy. And a puppy. And a puppy. You have to do anything. Anything that's under the age of one. Exactly. You have to pick up, lift it up. Pull it to the lights. And And then the circle of life. And then anyone else around you has to go onto their knees and then like be like the animals. Like start dancing and be like, if you don't, you're not my friend. If you don't, you better get out. Thank you. Next. So moved back to South Africa mm-hmm. and uh, got a job at Alan Gray. Mm-hmm. Don't know how that happened. Okay. I think I just had like little angels on my back. Mm-hmm. Um, a recruiter headhunted me and put me forward, and I got the job. Started and within seven days, I realized that one of my Previous like acquaintances that I'd met at a bar who I snuck in the back door because the owner wouldn't let him in because he didn't look cool enough. Okay. I snuck him in through the back door and and there he was standing at Alan Gray and he was the manager of IT. Oh my god! Uh, he was like, he looked like you're having a really bad day, and I said, I hate my job. So yeah. he said, Oh well, don't you want to be my PA? And just like that. Yeah. So I was like, Okay, cool. What does that mean? He's like, Well, I hate emails and I'm not very good at scheduling things. I was yeah. like, Cool. I love emails and I'm really good at scheduling things. <laughs> So wow. after I'd say about what were you what were you originally hired for? Because you said you got a job at Alan Gray. Oh yeah, in the client service center. Client service center. So what did so that entail? Because obviously that entailed as a making dancer. sure like people. So when I I worked for Disney, okay. that's where I lived, when I worked for in the states. Okay. Um, and I was a service excellence trainer there, so okay. I really focused on like how you present yourself, how you build your company and your business brand, as well as your mm. personal brand, by how you carry yourself and how okay. you how you entertain and how you like react and how you just interact with people. Mm -hmm. So they hired me at Alan Gray to come and teach some of their consultants like how to, you know, do their thing. Okay. And I just was not loving it. (laughs) So, because you can't tell an actuarial scientist that he can't have tomato sauce in his tie when he talks to someone. Mm. But anyways, let's not go into that. So, Let's go into that, yeah. Okay. So I was sitting with this guy. His name is Benny O. Mm-hmm. Any techies out there will definitely know who he is. Yeah. Um, the coolest Taiwanese techie guy in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, he started talking to me about all these different like coding languages, like C sharp and HTML and CSS. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? So I said to him, I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? I mm-hmm. don't understand like how I'm supposed to help you to schedule these things if I have no idea what the context of this is. Mm. So he wrote down on a piece of paper, basically, the entire tech stack and took me through everything. A little A4 jotted down piece of paper. Oh, wow. And I kept it and I studied it and I learned it and I tried to do as much research as I could and I started learning to code CSS and HTML. What is, so, so I have no idea what a tech stack even is. So... <laughs> So it's all the different um, technologies, all the different coding languages okay. that you can code in. So okay. each language provides you with different tools okay. on a platform. So like when you're coding the back end, mm. what happens on the back end, like how the system runs is you use certain languages to code that. Mm. And then on the front end to make your front end, pe- like the page that you see on the website look mm. really pretty, it's a different language that mm. we use. So there's hundreds and thousands of different languages. Okay. And there's some like really key ones that yeah. he was looking for. So he literally just wrote that on a piece of paper, gave it to you, and was just, and you, like... Yeah, Yeah. so I was like, cool, I need to understand what this is, otherwise I can't help this guy. Okay. Yeah, so I just, like, stuck my head down, and I was like, cool, I'm going to learn about all of this stuff. And I started setting up events and meeting people and learning, Mm. and I ended up taking his job. So a lot of research behind what you were doing. Yeah. You ended up taking his job. Yeah, so he moved on to another company, 
And I took over his job and then I hired a team to work for me. What position did you go into? What position did he have? So I went from PA to the IT recruitment manager for Alan Gray. In, in a matter of how long? It took me two and a half years. Oh my gosh. Killer queen. So you don't, so in terms of, inter, I'm just trying to wrap up because for me, IT and tech is such a, you need to, you have to have gone to study IT to understand code no. and HTML and CC, what no, parts no, and one, no, two, three no, and no. hashtags and hash, hash. I don't get any of that. I just see the program. I'm like, cool, it works. <laughs> so you're telling me in two and a half years, you learned how to do what basically people go and study. No. Yeah. So basically I don't actually do the coding. I don't okay. go and build the okay. platforms and okay. I don't go and build the websites and all the systems and stuff like that. Mm. You just recruit the people. I recruit the people. So I've got to find the right people, mm. which is really fucking hard because yeah. people pay a shitload of money for good developers. Mm. And if they're being treated well at like the likes of Amazon, Google, take a lot, Facebook, mm. like, it's really hard to make someone leave their company if they're happy there. Mm, so mm. you've got to be super fucking knowledgeable on the tech stack mm. because they're not going to they're not going to come over just because you're a pretty girl and you're talking to them. Yes. You know, yeah. it's a career decision. You've yeah. got to know what you're talking about. 100%. Because if you're recruiting them and you're talking about like, I don't know, technology is developing always. So you also have to know what the I have to know exactly are. what it is and what okay. it does and why we use it and why we aren't using why we're using React versus Ember, or why you should have a Bitbucket account, or mm. like all these kinds of things. Mm, like, it's, mm. there's so much to know, but yeah, like yeah. if you don't know it, nobody's gonna wanna talk to you. There are people in tech want to work for companies that mm. know their shit. Mm. And if your recruiter or the person who's running, running the recruitment or the resourcing for your business mm. doesn't know their shit, you are screwed. Mm, mm. The tech industry for me is one of those industries that when people look at from the outside, it's one of those jobs where you're like, oh, tech industry, male dominated or engineering, male dominated, pilots, yeah. male dominated. It's yeah. automatically one of those industries. Yeah. And maybe the stats are correct and maybe yeah. I'm right, which I think I am. Yeah, um, you are right. How, <laughs> how is it being a woman in the tech industry knowing that it is dominated majority by men? So that is a great question. I absolutely love it. So just so that I can confirm for you, yes, it is very male dominated. Mm. There are a shit ton more men in tech than there are women. Mm -hmm. And um, that's quantifiable. A shit ton is yeah, quantifiable. It is a shit ton. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to give you some idea, like when I joined the company that I currently work at, I was the second female that worked for the company. How big was the company? Um, there were 26 of us, mm. including myself, and there were two women, sure, including myself. <laughs> and um, after six months of being with the company, mm. I've scaled up the business to about 60 employees. Sure. And of the 60, 14 of them are female, mm. which is fucking awesome. Mm. It just brings a whole different variety and spice that into the company. Yeah. It also changes the way that the business grows. Mm. Because putting a woman who understands tech in front of a boardroom of men mm. and she cleans them out mm. is probably the most attractive thing I could ever imagine. Mm. Um, of those... So of the people you've recruited most recently, yes, um, of the women and in terms of diversity, how many of those people are people of color? Because I find that two issues in hiring sometimes in general is one, bringing more women into an industry, but two, making sure that there is a good representation of people of color who can do the job as well 
in those industries. So there are more women of color in our business than mm. there are white females. Okay. Was that a strategic decision that you guys had made? Um, no, it wasn't necessarily a strategic decision. It is something that you try and keep in the back of your mind. Mm. But I don't... So I run the whole in, entire hiring process for the business. Mm. And it is something that I do strive for. Mm. But when I interview people and when we bring people on board... I hire people because of what they are able to do, mm. not because of the color of their skin or what sex they are. Mm. I allow everybody the same opportunity and what you bring to the table is what I assess you on. Mm. I don't look at your skin color. Mm. I don't look at what genitalia you have. Mm. I do not care. If you can grow my business for me the way I want it to be grown, mm. you have a spot mm. in my business. Mm. I've, I've been in situations, and I think I mean a lot of people have been in similar situations where but there's this all-boys club. Mm. So you're treated automatically in the environment that you're working in because you're female. Yeah. It doesn't It's not about your work. It's just like men connect and they're like, cool, we're going to go watch the game. Or cool, we're going to do this. But you're being excluded. Yeah. So now when they're having those conversations in the office, they're bringing that little, you know, hey, my buddy, my buddy from this weekend's same little... Group. Yeah, same, same WhatsApp group. And they have that... that it's a different connection, right? Yeah. So it's it's it's... It's that all boys, oh, but that's my, that's my friend. He can get away with yes, it, even if it's know, in... Do you know why that mm. is still around? Why? It's because women don't break that little WhatsApp group down. But how do you break that down? You include yourself. Mm. You force yourself Ooh. into that conversation. Like, for example, I found out that two of the Asian guys that work for us mm. are secretly, like, in this little basketball team. Mm. And they go and play basketball mm. every day after work. Yeah. And I was like... Why the fuck didn't you invite me? Mm. But you so see, now I go to their <clears throat> basketball game yeah, yeah. and I play. But Theo, it takes a certain character to do that because your character as you are, you can do that. You have the confidence to be like, I want to be one of the boys. I'm going to step up. What about the girls who don't? What about the girls who are just like, actually, I don't enjoy basketball or I don't have the confidence to stand up and say to the guys, I want to destroy your all boys group but still wants to be included is not as outspoken, but is damn good at their job, but is only excluded on the basis that she's female. That's it. Well, then she should be like, hey guys, I don't really want to play basketball, but can you invite me so I can come watch you guys? <laughs> and she can bring her nail okay. polish, and she can bring her bottle of champagne, uh-huh. and she can bring her girls, because trust me, mm. after 45 minutes, those boys get hot and they take their shirts off, and it's a beautiful view. But I think it's also up to the company that you work with. Oh, yeah. Work for. It it's comes the from the, it, it's it's the, culture. the culture. It comes from the HR thing. So what are we doing? What is inclusive of our company that we can do together to team build? Because yes, we know that you'll break out into your little circles, but at the end of the day, as a company, this is what respect is in the company we do not tolerate hate speech or violence or sexism or racism in these walls you do not bring that here and if you are these are the actions that will be taken there will be a disciplinary hearing you bring it forth because it also allows people to to feel more free you know but you know that's also so when so i do all the hiring Mm -hmm. and the resourcing for the business Mm -hmm. so when you hire people you can kind of tell when you meet someone mm. what kind of a person they are if mm. they're going to be a shit stirrer if they're going to come and try and put some fucking race shit and like try and put the great wall of china in between us mm-hmm. you know you can kind of see what kind of a person it is yeah. also as i said i am spy level 10 mm-hmm. so i do background digging okay. and i before i interview you i already know what your mom looks like 
I know what your cousin looks like. <laughs> I've been through your entire Facebook profile Magical. and your ex-girlfriends yep. or your ex-boyfriends. Yep. I want to know all the dirt. Is that what recruiters do these days? Well, I think I take it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Also, just on a side note, I have used Tinder before as a recruitment platform. No. <laughs> Hit me. Tech using tech to recruit. Recruit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I hired the guy too. What, but did you like have that like hey 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 before no. you hired him or was it like strictly no, for no. hiring? No, my my message. So we matched immediately. Mm-hmm. I swiped right and it was like it's a match, and I was like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send a message. I was like oh my god, you are a CRM developer. That I'm is so finished. cool. And he was like oh my god, how do you know what CRM developers are? And I was like well I'm in tech. Oh my word. So we started talking about tech and I was like, well, our business is having a meetup. You should come through. Oh my word. He came through. He loved the business. I'm finished. And then we made him an offer and he got hired. But was he still not like crushing on you? Was he still not like So hey. we did have to have that weird conversation. How did, how did that go? How did that go? So we were sitting at lunch. Mm-hmm. After we had, he had done his interview, I said, come, let's go and have lunch. Because yeah. I actually had to address it with him. Okay. Because I was getting some like cute messages on the side and I was like ah, it's not gonna work although he was really attractive that's why I swiped right initially Ooh, and then he was also this, yeah? a developer <laughs> so I was like um so we work together now mm. so we can't do that because I don't shit where I eat mm-hmm. and he was like Wisdom. but you know you found me on tinder it was false hope I was like honey you should be grateful because I've literally stepped up your career. I've increased your salary mm. and you're working for a massive company now. Mm. So I don't know what you expect a girlfriend to do, but I just pretty much made your life. Oh, wow. <laughs> what did he say? Was he silent? Was he just no, like, No, well, he was just like, oh, you know what? It's still cool. I guess I still hang out with you. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. <laughs> Theo, that is like the best thing ever. Like Tinder's yeah, going to I did like, get into trouble for it though. My, oh, my, it? my previous boss did get upset with me. Oh, well, I mean, what, how did, well, how did you get out of it? Were you like, well, you see what had happened was I was on Tinder cause you know my situation at the moment. And then I swiped and then I was like, no, developer, and I was like, boom, hire him. No, no, it wasn't <laughs> like that. So I was actually, <clears throat> <laughs> I was, we were chatting, my boss and I were chatting and he was like, Theo, you need to think of clever ways of hiring people. I love this. So I was like, <laughs> I'm so fucked in the head. <laughs> So let's think of something redact. And I was like, do you know what? Oh my God. So I was on Tinder because I was single at the time. And then I saw, you know, they have like their little job profiles underneath yeah. their name and age. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, Bing! light bulb moment. I was like, I can see developers here and there are lots of them. Oh my gosh. And I was like, and I can pick the good looking ones for the company oh too. So that there's a man meet for me to stare at. It was a walk past my desk. <laughs> So I did it on the sly, mm-hmm. and then after we hired him, my boss was like, where did you find him? And I'm mm. like, well, on Tinder. He was like, yeah, you need to stop doing that right now. No, but it wasn't your fault because he told you to go and find creative ways to that's, recruit. That's, that's what creative. I did. And you used a tech app. You used tech to hire tech. I know. I would have given you a raise for that off the bat. It would have been like 10 out of 10. Do you want to be my boss? I can be your boss. You can raise and everything. <laughs> That is legitimately the best use of Tinder that I've, you know. I have stopped doing that just so that everyone knows. What so is Tinder, if you by the do way? see me on Tinder, Tinder I'm not <laughs> trying to recruit you. I've got enough employees. <laughs> Are you on for other reasons? Yes. Because I'm, I'm single. My friend actually told me that I should use the podcast as because 
every time I have a guy on, she's like, oh, is he single? And I'm like, no, yeah, cool, take him, you know, whatever. I think that should be part of the intro. So, like, the next person that you do a little interview with, please, can you just, like, make them state where they are in the relationship situation? exactly. So, I know how much to, like, to give. Like, Facebook, is it, it's complicated. It's complicated, yeah, yeah. so-and-so. 100%. And (laughs) then, if they start from the beginning by saying that they're in something, I'm going to be like, actually, (laughs) we're not going to do this episode anymore, see what had happened if something came up, can't be here anymore, time boom, bye. <laughs> it's too much noise. We can't too do it today. <laughs> Reschedule for never. <laughs> love it, love it. But it would be like in my twenties, match up. Okay. Dot com coming soon. Totes. Beautiful. Do but by then I might be out of my twenties. But also I can't date someone in my twenties anymore. Cause no. I'm twenty. No, no. You should be older. aiming for ten years older than you. Ooh, that's that's way how old. Are- Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I can play ball with that. I can play ball with you that. You do know That's that it takes men a little bit longer to mature. Way longer. <laughs> They're like a good bottle of red wine. Because once they've hit that maturity level, it's mm. fucking liquor. Mm. Just takes a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Whereas women are like, we're served, ice cold, chilled, white wine. It tastes great from the moment you open it. Right. <laughs> Before the podcast started, we had decided that you had just humaned really well. You have humaned. I think you're humaning really well. Thank you. And to I human try. well. No, you do. You really do. And to human is kind of like to live without expectations of other people. Like you're mm. living for yourself. I am now. Okay. Okay. So take me through your 20s journey and how did you come to this point, this pinnacle, pivotal point where you're like, it's me. I'm doing me. So it took a breakup. <laughs> Okay. A real bad one. Mm. A real hard one, which I'm still like trying to fucking get over. Mm-hmm. It's been five months, but you know, okay. we're still here. Sounded we're like it happened a long on. time ago, but five months ago. So what had happened? So breakup? So breakup, and I realized that I've spent my entire life mm. trying to be good enough. Mm. And eventually I asked myself, I was like, what is good enough? And good enough for who or mm. what? Mm. And why is that who or what not me? Wow. Why am I not good enough for myself? Wow. And what does that mean? What does it mean to put yourself first? Like, what do you, what, is that, what does that actually mean? Because I feel like people think that they're putting themselves first and that they're self, like, taking care of themselves, but they're really not. I like to always think about, like, that little moment in the airplane, like, before you take off. Mm-hmm. And, like, that little hostess is standing in the front. She's like... You need to put your own mask on before mm. you put the persons on next to you. Mm. It's so fucking valid. It's a very valid point. Mm. I think people need to think about that some more moment. often. Put, a, put your own mask on. Put, put your own mask on. And how on. many times do we hear that? Put your own mask on first. Exactly. Save yourself first. Exactly. You because first. How are you going to save anybody mm. if you're dead? Mm. <laughs> but that is so true. And it's also that whole thing of like, you know, your cup overflows and you can pour yeah. into other people's lives as well. How can you pour into other people's lives when you yourself are not filled? Yeah. And you yourself are not whole? Yeah. Like, why are you loving empty? But you know, what I, what I just want to say about that as well is like, I chased this, this idea of having my cup overflowing, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't think that it's like that you are ever going to get to the point where your cup is like overflowing constantly Mm. like your cup will be full and then it will be empty and then that's life Mm. you know roll the punches take it as it comes like day by day yeah but that also gives other people an opportunity to fill your cup cup. exactly so it comes back to love it's like if you're going to give love can you receive and are you willing to receive love as well when you need it yes and so if you um have you experienced the quarter life crisis? When was it and how did you get through it? So, <laughs> life crisis was 
I was completely and totally in love with a man and my I planned my entire life to be with him. Okay. And uh, this was before I realized you need to put your own mask on first. Mm. Um, and my entire world came crashing down when he broke up with me. Okay. And I mean, girl, you were there. You saw me oh. bawling my eyes out on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> sobbing. Was, yeah. And I'm going to be honest and say that if I did not see a psychologist and if I wasn't on antidepressants mm-hmm. and anxiety medication, I don't know if I would be here today, to okay. be 100% honest. Like, life was really fucking hard. Mm. You know, you plan this whole dream life and you've been working on it. And yeah. You dedicate your entire life to a person, yeah. and they say that you're not good enough for them. Mm. It's just really, really fucking tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a lot of strength to be able to to pull through that. Yeah. But you know, I'm a very determined person, and I'm extremely resilient. Mm. So at the end of the day, I wasn't going to let one person mm. in the world of billions of people choose like how I will live the rest of my life, whether Definitely. I'm going to be happy or unhappy. Yeah. So it took a lot of strength and it took a lot of support from my friends and family and mm. from people who work in co-working spaces with me, like mm. you, girl. Hey, girl. Thank you. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. it just took like a little wave from someone or a hug mm. or someone sending a text message and just being like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Mm. You know, it, it was real. It was really, really tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people always think with breakups or when you are head over heels in love with someone and it doesn't work out that you can just get over it. Yeah, I thought that was... I thought I could. I thought I could. doesn't matter how tough you are. The emotions still take their toll. Oh, yeah. You still go through... You still live through it. No, you do. You but, still live through it. Um, but really, really, I mean, it's it's amazing to see you as well, like from December until now. Like, you have flipped switch completely. Yeah. And like, I mean, you're always such a positive person. And if I didn't know what you were going through, I wouldn't have known. I have found like a little bit of strength in myself. And I do like, I, know, I notice other people's problems. And I, I like to like just, sometimes you just need to be an ear. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to let someone say what they have been thinking. Because mm. once you say it out loud... It's a reality. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, my time mirror wall and my bedroom wall has got like little hashtag words yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And right in the middle of the wall, it says, be fucking magnificent. <laughs> and in the middle of my, and in the middle of my mirror, it says, know your worth. Yes. You're number one. Yes. Like, you know what? Yes. If you have to do that for yourself, mm. fucking do it. Write it down. Look at like, it every day. Look at it. Yeah. When you are brushing your teeth, mm. you are are literally reminding yourself and say it out loud mm. talk to yourself it's not weird Mm-mm. okay it is weird but no, you know what <laughs> you know what yeah. it fucking helps you because mm. what you say and what you put out in the universe is what you're gonna fucking get yeah yeah i, com- I could not agree with you anymore um so theo coming to the end of the show i just want to know what advice do you have for women in the tech industry right now who are in their 20s in particular um i think that they should be a little bit more resilient and brave and of course like 100% know your worth mm-hmm. like if you know what you are capable of mm-hmm. and what you are offering and what's on the table from mm-hmm. your side that is what the rest of the world sees mm-hmm. how you treat yourself is how the world is going to treat you oh my word how much fun was that oh my word Theo I don't think we actually took a breath 
in this podcast episode. I think we were laughing like probably close to 50% of the time on this podcast episode. But thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey. And Theo, there were so many incredible moments on this episode of the podcast. I particularly want to zoom into this last section where you spoke about the power of your words and what you say about yourself and even writing down some positive words or phrases around your household, around your place that you can look at every day. Because at the end of the day, I really do honestly believe um, and in line with what you said that we are what we say and we attract what we say and the power of our words has an incredible great impact on our lives and, and how we carry ourselves so if you do so with positivity you will exude positivity and attract positivity and if you are negative and down all the time then that's what you may attract at the end of the day so guys we look forward to our next next episode of the In My Twenties podcast please don't forget to subscribe podcast subscribe and share the in my 20s podcast with your friends and family as mentioned in the last previous episode of the podcast we are moving our home base from soundcloud to iono so those of you who have been following on soundcloud please can you do so on iono and we can't wait to join other platforms like google play as well so we will catch you same time same place right here on in my 20s in my 20s in my 20s how old are you I am, I am, I am, I am whatever you say I am. And if I wasn't, then why would I say I was in my 20s?